Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So I can't tell you if Hillary Clinton is guilty. I can only tell you that Hillary Clinton is guilty. If you ask me, my view, my thoughts, I find her to be absolutely horrific. I find Hillary Clinton to be duplicitous in a way that's hard to understand. I find this whole conversation about spying on candidate, private citizen Donald Trump and President Trump to be so horrific, so awful. And you take a look at the filing from John Durham, the special counsel put in place by then Attorney General William Barr. And this filing that says, yes, indeed. They brought on the experts of experts to try and figure out how to create a narrative, frame a narrative that they could then peddle to use against Donald Trump. It's it's horrific. And you look at it, you're like, how, who in the world thinks of these things? And the answer is they do. People thinking on a level that you have never thought to think on before. People who are working on a level that will downright frighten your soul about what they will do to win. And the answer is, of course, anything. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. William Jacobson joins us right now. He is the mind behind legalinsurrection.com. Cornell Law Professor. And I wanna I want to get you on to to kind of break this down to make sure we're all looking at the same things. The fact that I am disgusted doesn't mean that I'm reading the filing correct and the filing may go through some changes and some morphing so as you know the story sir what is it that john durham has filed what then comes from it well it was a very unusual filing because it's the prosecutors going to the court and saying we think the defense law firm may have conflicts of interest here and we want to make sure that uh, on the record that the defendant waives them and is aware of them so that you don't go through a whole process and the defendant says, oh, the conviction's no good because my lawyers had a conflict of interest, you know, ineffective assistance of counsel or something like that. So uh, ostensibly the reason for this filing is Durham wanting to protect against that, you know, get it on the record, alert the court, you know, have the defendant make a waiver of conflict on the record. But he put in all these details that you're talking about and everybody's talking about, which were a little bit gratuitous. I mean, it's a little bit unusual. I don't know. He didn't have to put that level of detail in there. And the detail is that um, the Clinton campaign through their law firm, the same dirty law firm that arranged for the Steele dossier, um, uh, Democrat uh, operatives, uh, you know, was monitoring. And, and he doesn't really get into a lot of detail. He, they were they were they used a uh, Virginia academic unit that had a federal contract to do some sort of cyber um, monitoring, and they used that access that most people wouldn't have to then monitor internet traffic to and from or at Trump Tower, um, at Trump's apartment building, um, and then they also say at the at the White House Executive Office of the President. Um, now. 
We don't know when that happened. And a lot of people jumped to the conclusion, oh, they, they monitored Trump while he was president. But that's not clear at all from the filing when that happened. Uh, but so anyway, yes, in, in everyday parlance, in everyday political speech, the Clinton campaign was spying on the Trump campaign and was spying on Trump by monitoring something that most people do not have access to. And the only way they got access to it is their law firm um, hired a group who also had a federal contract that gave them special access to various information to monitor. And then what they were hoping to find is something incriminating that they could then take and spin into a tale of Russia collusion. So that's the thing everybody's talking about. So, so breaking it down to those two component parts, Durham did not need to put any of those bits of information into the filing. But the fact that he put them into the filing doesn't make the, those bits of information false, correct? No, no, not at all. What I'm suggesting is he, he must have had some reason for doing that. Maybe he wanted to spark this public conversation or maybe he wanted to put the heat on certain people who maybe aren't cooperating with him, that he knows a lot more than they know he knows. And so there was some reason he put these details in there. He didn't need to. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're false. In fact, they're probably true. He's got you know a fair, fair level of um, detail in there, and I don't think he'd file, make a false filing. So I, I think it's true, but we don't know enough about it. Uh, he doesn't allege that this monitoring was in and of itself illegal. He doesn't say it was not illegal, so we don't know. We don't know where he's going with it. Uh, there's a lot of speculation, but clearly um, the Clinton campaign, as anybody would use the term, spied on the Trump campaign and spied on Trump and used all this to spin the false uh, Russia collusion narrative that we now know ended up consuming the nation for almost all of Trump's presidency. So and now let's all- split the two things, the court of public opinion versus the actual courtroom that you work in. And let's start with the courtroom that you work in. Hillary, uh, you've got John Durham. You've got this filing. You have this investigation that's been going on for years and is really for people on the political right has brought no fruit. Right. It's like, holy hell, this thing keeps going on and on. When do we start seeing some results as you see it? What does this filing lead to? We know that, for example, and we've seen the reporting that there are more people than we know of who are cooperating maybe this filing was to put some pressure on some people is 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 he getting somewhere is durham getting somewhere in this we're going to see something maybe in our lifetime i i don't know i mean you know ever he's been at it for years now he was actually appointed by william barr william barr was the attorney general and so you know he seems to be extremely methodical uh, you know, we've been disappointed so many times. I mean, you better believe that if it was the roles were reversed, there would have been by the Eric Holder Justice Department multiple indictments by now. You know, but he's been very low key doing his thing every now and then there'll be a court filing that gets everybody excited. Um, but so far, the, there haven't been many indictments. There haven't been many criminal charges. Uh, and the biggest one is against this this lawyer for lying to the FBI Uh, You know, but there's got to be more to that also, because his lie to the FBI is when he presented this evidence, he said he was doing it independently. And in fact, he was working for the Clinton campaign. Okay, that's that's a lie. But there's got to be something else going on here. I think they're trying to flip this guy. They're trying to do something. Uh, But if, if this guy Sussman is all they end up getting, it will have been pretty much a failure. I mean, they really need to get closer to the heart of the Clinton campaign operation. 
to, to get something here. And right. I don't know if Durham will get it or not. You've got one uh, pleading of, of guilty. That was that was Kevin Kleinsmith, who also um, was charged with lying to the FBI. That's very much a catch-all kind of thing that the FBI can catch you lying just when you say hello. Uh, but this uh, on Michael Sussman seems to be uh, that's the the former Clinton lawyer, the Perkins Coey lawyer, partners with uh, Mark Elias. Uh, that seems to be the 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 connection point that they're that that they're going after, and we have certainly seen that uh, the Justice Department can be absolutely positively brutal, and I'm, it's not something I think they should be proud of. You take a look at the way they engaged the raid against Paul Manafort, the way they engaged the raid against uh, Roger Stone, and this is just a, a tip of the iceberg stuff for the ways in which uh, they, they operate. They can apply pressure. The question is, what what discretion does Durham have in a Merrick Garland Department of Justice? Well, he's a special prosecutor, so, you know, he's running his own prosecution. I mean, in, technically, he is, I believe, um, you know, under some level of supervision by the attorney general, but he's a, he's a special prosecutor. So he's got a lot of discretion as to where his investigation goes. That's one of the things people complain about with special prosecutors is they never go away. And so, uh, I, so you know, I don't, I don't think Merrick Garland can, can quash whatever it is Durham wants to do. So now let's go the other place, as we said, talking to William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. Let's go to the court of of public uh, opinion here just for a moment. It's Hillary and team spied on Donald Trump. How does this play out? And are there other legal challenges that can come from this, including from Donald Trump himself? Well, I, I don't think so. But this is a replay, essentially, of the, the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, complete media silence. Uh, and now what you're seeing is the media downplaying. it. Oh, this is nothing. This is nothing. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, You caught all that this morning. I thought yeah. Morning Joe was going to have a heart attack. How dare we? This is this is gobbledygook. This is zero. That's right. And you know what? Because they were silent for a number of days because they couldn't figure out what story to tell. And now the media has seized and the Democrats have seized on the story. It's a nothing burger here. There's nothing here. Uh, and a couple of people got overly aggressive in conservative media and said they were spying on Trump while he was in the presidency. And that's not at all clear from this filing. And I guess there's been some denials of that. Why they would monitor Internet traffic to and from the Obama White House makes zero sense if they're trying to get stuff on Trump. But uh, it's just not clear when that took place. But even if it didn't take place while he was in the White House, then, you know, they still were uh, spying in a way uh, to try to get the goods on Trump. Uh, and it was part of a broader plan. And that's what the Durham filing makes clear. This wasn't just spying for the sake of spying. It wasn't spying so they could use something against Trump necessarily in the campaign. It was spying to create a deception that they would then feed to the government uh, and then would get leaked out that the government is investigating these secret alpha bank uh, connections and server connections and things like that. So it was a very manipulative sort of thing they were doing here. It wasn't just like, you know, somebody putting their ear to your window and hoping to catch a conversation. OK, it was it was intended to deceive the government and then have it leak out to the media uh, just like the Steele dossier did uh, about about this. And and in fact, there were leaks. There were p- 
people, you know, with this Alpha Bank and the secret server. And, and Durham in his filing says there, there was no uh, secret server connection. They've looked into it. They, they could not find that. OK. Uh, and so this was I mean, the, the Clinton campaign. I mean, this has got to be at least of what's publicly known, the dirtiest operation, you know, we've seen in our lifetimes. I mean, the Clinton campaign was thoroughly manipulative. They paid for uh, and obtained a phony uh, steel dossier that in part was based on Russian intelligence sources. I mean, there was collusion in the 2016 election between the Clinton campaign and Russian operatives, okay, uh, to create that steel dossier. But, you know, Hillary's very crafty. Her people are very crafty. She always stays three or four or five levels away from stuff. And she's got law firms between her and what's going on. There's a reason they chose the law firm to, to pull all these things, because then they can t- claim attorney-client privilege and things like that. And it's, they, it just creates barrier after barrier. T- classic Clinton manipulation. And it did serious damage to our country. Not that it almost flipped the election f- for her, but it essentially paralyzed the Trump presidency for most of his presidency with these frivolous accusations that were stoked by the Clinton campaign. Let me, before I let you go, and I know I'm taking up your time and, and I appreciate it, just uh, quick, as a lawyer, somebody who teaches law, you, you've got these students in front of you and you've got this thing happening, this Hillary Clinton thing, this, this Mark Elias thing, this Perkins Coey thing happening. How do you explain this to, to, to law students? Well, again, we don't know what the illegality is. I mean, there's you know a difference between something that's improper um, and something that's illegal. And you know, permeating the Clinton campaign was impropriety. Permeating the role of their lawyers was impropriety. And it's really you know, other than so far a couple of lies to the FBI, we the illegality, the criminal illegality of it hasn't been proven. But, you know, it, it's very hard. I mean, I, so I think the lesson for law students is not everything that's wrong is necessarily illegal, uh, you know, and that's something that particularly progressives seem not to accept because they want to criminalize political differences. Um, but, you know, uh, political differences and sleazy conduct does not equate necessarily to illegality. William Jacobson. Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. I appreciate you taking the time. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.